Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Nelly here. Oh, today we have a very exciting and unusual episode, a recording of the sold out live show I did recently with comedy camp cabaret superstar Reuben Kay at Comedy Republic in Melbourne. Now this episode is unlike others for a start. It's recorded in front of a live audience with a man under the age of 40 and it totally went off the rails. It was a special episode for Ida Hobbit Day, the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia and it's bloody fabulous. Reuben and I talk about his early dating days, his experiences at school as a boy ahead of his time. That bit will make you cry. We talked about some of his sexual preferences, his sexcapades. He got a bit raucous and he poked fun at me whilst I laughed at him. I told him off once or twice too. Now, a trigger warning. It's probably the best part of the episode, to be honest, but we do get into intergenerational trauma and there's some discussion of suicide. Oh, Ruben is just wonderful. Like he was hilarious at this show. Honestly, side splittingly so, but he was also raw and vulnerable. I'm pretty sure he went places he doesn't usually go in interviews and man, we were the beneficiaries. Now, some good news. Reuben has announced a whole bunch of new shows, so you get to see him live. He's got shows coming up at Brisbane Comedy Festival, 25th to the 28th of May, Adelaide Cabaret Festival, 16th and 17th of June, Canberra on the 28th of June, Sydney, 1st of July, Hobart, 8th of July, Gold Coast, 12th of July, back in Brisbane on the 14th of July. He'll then head over to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August. I saw Ruben's show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival this year and oh, I can honestly say it is one of the best shows that I have seen in years. Do not miss it. And there's information about all of that in the show notes. Some more good news, joy of joy. In this special live recording, you'll also get to hear the one and only human talent ball known as Casey Bonetto. Casey came to the live show and sang the theme song in person. It was magic. Do enjoy. Now, for those of you who are new to the podcast, it is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults with a sort of agony aunt component. Each week I'm joined by a co-host who is over the age of 40. Some are married, some are single, some dating, some who are sworn off the whole bloody thing altogether. And we have every sexuality under the rainbow, a cacophony of experiences. A lot of my co-hosts are comedian colleagues, but we also talk to civilians with normal jobs. And the guts of the podcast is the listener calls that we really do try to answer with the depth and attention they deserve. I hope you'll stay with us and peruse the back catalogue with co-hosts like Harley Bream, Cal Wilson, Mel Buddle, Kirsty Weebeck, Scott Brennan, Wes Snelling, Joe Stanley and many more. You can support the podcast by coming to live shows, by subscribing on whatever app you're listening to this on, tell your friends, you can rate and review, you can share to social media and if you want bonus content and episodes, sign up to Dear Nelly Plus for five bucks a month. Now, last but not least, this is a podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, whew, especially this episode, it's really going to give you the shit. So off you fuck. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. 
instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yes, yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view. Dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Dear Nelly, I'm rocking my prime and it's time to get down some. Maybe mess around some. It's never too late to start again, dear Nelly. Won't you hear my request, dear Nelly? With your fabulous guest, dear Nelly. Won't you tell me what you think I should do? Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the stage the star of the show, so I should say ladies, ladies and gabies, Nellie Thomas! (laughs) Dear Nellie, I'm rocking my prime and it's time to get down some. (laughs) Or maybe mess around some. It's never too late to start again, dear Nellie. Won't you hear my request, dear Nellie? And your fabulous guest in Nelly. Won't you tell me what you think I should do? Do you know who this is? This is the one and only Casey Bonetto! Casey responsible for the earworm. That is the Dear Nelly theme song. Hey, happy Idahoba Day, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was Wednesday, but, you know, we're taking the week. Welcome. We're being live streamed. So I should say, welcome to the live streamers. Can you give them a round of applause? People watching from all around the country. Welcome to Dear Nelly. Sex dating relationships from the other side of 40. It's so lovely to be here. Would you like to meet your special guest? Before I do that, though, I should say this is a sex dating relationships podcast (laughs) for grown-ups. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So, (laughs) off your fuck! (laughs) On that note, I mean, does he need an introduction? He's going to get one. Here we go. My God, are you excited? <laughs> Feel the excitement in the room. On the Edge, brutally funny, multi-award winning Australian comedian, singer and writer, Ruben Kay. <laughs> is loud, politically active, queer, brash and the winner of Best in the Breed of Cut Ruffs 2022. After racking up millions of views across TikTok, YouTube and Instagram, plus appearances on ABC, SBS, Channel 4, BBC, commercial TV station in Australia that shall not speak its name, (laughs) Kay is now the danger man to watch on the scene. 
The Times London described Reuben as a new comedy star. You can't take your eyes off him. He's beautiful, hilarious, knowing and wicked. Please welcome to the stage our guest, Reuben Kay. <laughs> Oh, I think they might like you. Oh my God, this is fucking lovely. Oh this is lovely. Can you believe? Obviously, this is not my normal attire. This is not my day where I do feel like I'm going to slide off the seat. That's not meant to be one of those jokes. Shut up, lesbians. Welcome, Reuben. I don't know how I can follow this. <laughs> this, is, this is a lot for 4pm and I'm, I'm really here for it. Is this the squid game? <laughs> is this, does the seat just collapse under me? And I root- 4 p.m. You can start drinking now. You'll be in bed by seven. Start, Everyone's happy. Start. Right? Start. I'm 48 years old. I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> I know my audience. Right. Now, I want right. to start with something. We need to do It's Ida Hobbit. I want to start with identity. Yes. Okay. So, I'm going to give you a list of all the things I've been called. Great. I'd like you to read that out. <laughs> And then I'm going to read out a list of all the things that you've been called. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be more than one page. <laughs> or very small type. Um, all right. Straight. Gross. Um, no, sorry. It's a phase. Um, <laughs> bi. Pan. Queer. Hasbian. 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 Hasbian is great. (laughs) Sounds like a car. Um, Lezo, Lesbo, Lemon, Swinger, Confused, Switch Hitter, On the Fence, Batting for Both Teams, Traitor, Ambisextrous, great. Fat Mole, Raw Comedy 2003? Yeah. Great. Did they they say Raw Comedy 2003 afterwards? Oh, they did. Yeah, good. Perfect. You're Fat Mole, you're going to win Raw Comedy. Well, Susan Proven does like a gin. So... (laughs) Frigid slut. Frankson mm. RSL 2011. Yeah. 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 There's, not a, there's not a gig I won't do. <laughs> you don't really need the RSL or Frankston yeah. in that, do you? Or 2011. You just go, oh, that's probably the Frankston yes. RSL in 2011. Yes. And the last one, personal favourite, hot. Hot as fuck. Hot as fuck. Yeah. Sizzling in the pan. Thank you. Go no, on. Ruben, I Googled you. <laughs> I was there for weeks. I thought weeks. I felt something. Yeah. Weeks. <laughs> Did you spit on your finger first? <laughs> Just tapped on the back door. Do you know I um I once I once told my mother, uh, which is the first mistake. I once told my mother. Oh, I googled myself, and all my mum said was, "I hope you used a good lubricant." <laughs> How dare that bitch be funnier than oh, me? Like, yes. That's a lot of competition. Would you like well, to hear my what the internet calls Yes, you? please go ahead. More about me. Intimidating. True. Wicked. Mm-hmm. Loud. Allegedly gay. <laughs> allegedly. Hey, you got to move with the times. <laughs> a murderer. Yep. A queen. Mm. Brutally funny. Brash. Beautiful. You are beautiful. Queer icon. My favourite. You are normal a bit. That bitch. And my second favourite from a six-year-old, a bit much. (laughs) (laughs) 
to be fair, I did have that child shot. So, um, <laughs> look, i got to say, I feel like our lists don't really match up. Because <laughs> I don't know if you, what's been going on in my life, but I've got a whole bunch of other names that I've been yeah, called recently. Yeah, I was recently. being kind, darling. I was you being kind. What a lovely entree yeah. into the world. I'm easing you into the hard stuff. Oh, you're a gentleman. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and a lady. <laughs> Very confused. Mm. Now, we always start the podcast. Well, first of all, which one of those applies to you? If you were in the Ida Hobbit rainbow, if we're in the LGBTIQA+, mm. plus, mm. would Where you choose I? one? Um, well, my pronouns are show and tell. <laughs> so, hey, um, and I'm, I'm sort of, I've got, I've got both feet in gay camp. Yes, uh, really? Stylistically and sexually. <laughs> yeah. um, but every so often a pinky wavers over into byland and occasionally I keep the receipt if I'm buying. Um, <laughs> because <I laughs> recently, I recently had a, um, I've really started having heterosexual affiliations, oh. dare I say. Oh. Uh, and I've realised something about me, which is me going down on a lady which as beautiful and sort of unctuous <laughs> and delicious and intimate and transformative as that experience is is still a is still a lot like a toddler eating broccoli <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna look like i've eaten it but i've just pushed it around my plate a bit <laughs> We need to add something to your list. Oh, yes. Straight man. Yeah, you have my list. Yes, I'm going to so, add it yeah, to that. Yes. Now, can you take me back <laughs> to the toddler? I don't know. Can I? Can you? You're in a jumpsuit. I'll need a minute. <laughs> no, you won't. No. no just a firm pair of scissors to cut through those sequins. I've gotten out of this before. In me. Oh, God. Danny, just quickly, I love mm. a jumpsuit merely because I love promoing other comics works. I started out like I'm a fan at the heart. Demi Lardner has the best the best um, description of a jumpsuit ever. Uh, someone knows it already. I'm wearing a jumpsuit or as I call it shitting with my tits out. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful economy of language. She's Australia's poet. They're Australia's poet laureate. Mm. I am rethinking if no. I'm perfectly honest. Um, we always start the podcast with your relationships history. Oh, so yeah. So I'd like to go back, if you don't mind, can you take me back to little Reuben? Sure. I mean, maybe teenage Reuben? Were you dating? What was going on? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was very popular and I had an active um, sex life in my mind. Right. Um, fuck you for laughing. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Too soon. Little, Too soon. Mm. <laughs> no, same. no, I grew up in a very... Um, I grew up in a very like I went to Baldwin High. Does anyone know Baldwin High? So like yes. yeah, it's like a romance centre that wishes it was a private school. Yeah. <laughs> and I and we had one queer guidance counsellor who was told by the principal to not bring her queer life to work or explain to the kids that there was any world outside of a heteronormative world. Um and so for me, just the idea of being with people socially wasn't really an option. I was pretty ostracized quite heavily and the only value that I ever got through high school was being the clown um, or a punching bag, which are synonyms. So <laughs> the, so for me, um, I, uh, I kind of lost my virginity quite late um, and started sleeping around 
really when I started working in hospitality because that will accelerate <laughs> matters. <laughs> Nothing like your boss giving you all shots at the end of a shift and be realizing that one of them had a pill in it and you had to race the pill to start cleaning. <laughs> it's a great bar. <laughs> um, support the unions. And I... Um, <laughs> But I will say this, um, I did lose my virginity uh, at, I think, 19 or 20 in on my um, primary school playground tunnel. Oh, yeah. with... Huh? With... Can't even begin to remember. Right. I think <laughs> some spotty face youth or something at a bar and... Um, uh, it wasn't particularly b b smooth, let's say. Yeah. Uh, but it happened. I was like, it happened. Oi! And then I later on, um, a few, maybe two years ago, spoke at my primary school uh, oh. at assembly. Um, and they showed photos of me in drag. And I was like, well, if you work very hard, little boys and girls, you could be this. Uh, all that kind of thing. I and thought you were going to say they showed photos of the playground. The, of the playground, the tunnel. And I was like, it now has a blue plaque. Uh, and, but as, as my teacher, Miss Ryder, was like seeing me out of the school grounds, I was like, oh, and just so you know, not only did I, were you a wonderful teacher, but I also lost my virginity in the playground. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> And no, how did she respond? She still comes to the shows, loves it. Of course she does. Yeah, filthy bitch. And will you... <laughs> I'm sorry, Olivia Rhymer, you're fantastic. <laughs> I adore you, I think you're great. Were you um, a bit much at school? Yeah, yeah. So you were this at school? Yeah, yeah. And so that wasn't easy? Yes and no. Like in, in primary school, I knew I was different because... Um, like when I didn't like a child, I would just look at him and look to my watch, which I was not wearing, and start counting down from 10 to 1 as if a trapdoor was going to drop. <laughs> like I thought I was a Bond villain. <laughs> um, or I'd be like, God, seize him, and then run. <laughs> and, then, um, and at high school, I was like running through the hallways, reenacting the Jets sequence from West Side Story with the clicks and... <laughs> <laughs> ba, 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 da, da, da. And I was like, why am I getting beaten up? It didn't <laughs> I didn't understand. Um Yeah, I was I was very much like this. And the problem is I think that I was raised by um parents who were older and I was raised with, well, if you don't have any value in an adult conversation, shut the fuck up. So learn quick. So I never really got socialized. Socialized, sure. Oh. Yeah. And socialized. Socialized. Um, as you can tell by that exact reaction just then. <laughs> um, socialized. I never really got socialized with other children. I got socialized with people far my senior. So when I got to school... I just charmed the teachers. Yes. And the teachers, like, we love having Reuben in our class. <laughs> he is such an active participant in school discussion. What a, what a pleasure to have in the room. Can you imagine being a teacher and having you just, like, going down the hall? Like and then be also being, thrilled. like, able to read with them. Yes. Because I was I, a room full of books and, of course, no friends. So mum was like, if you're bored, read a book. You're not my responsibility. Well, <laughs> like, well okay. I am. But, you know, she had some cigarettes. And so <laughs> it was great. Can't quit smoke. Tried to vape. Tried to. But you can't put a vape out on an Uber driver. She um, <laughs> can't get the same sizzle. She. <laughs> R.I.P. Mummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's around. Mm -hmm. She's at, well, you know. Um, <laughs> keep smoking. I need the house. And um, can I buy you a pack? Um, and, um, 
and yeah, and the and of course, whenever a kid would come to me and be like, "Oh, faggot" or whatever, mm. like it's it was very easy for me to just spit something back. Yeah, frequently it would be a quote from a Betty Davis movie that would. <laughs> But the teachers would love yeah. it. They'd yeah. be like, this is what happened to baby Jane. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't eat your dindins. I'm 13. What? Like. So, yeah. so you, you survived that with your wit and your charm and, yeah. your, and your funnies? Yeah. And I will say this. My mum, I, I walked into high school with a firm idea that what I wanted stood outside of the world of high school. Mm. I looked at high school and I oh, I don't need anything you're going to give me, which is a very entitled position to take at 13, <laughs> but oddly correct. Yeah. Because um, I thought, I don't need this hierarchy. Um, mm. I don't view any of you as anything to learn from directly, but certainly indirectly. What, I was, what my mum said to me was, because she knew, obviously, she, mm. um, the cord is never cut. <laughs> um, although it is tossed over the shoulder in a jaunty manner, <laughs> around the neck. That's it. Well, and um, uh, there's a joke in the show. It's about to make. It's four p.m. Let's <laughs> rein that back. Oh, um, you're raining it She in. said it. In. Yeah, this is rain. Um, and she said to me, "Ruben, school is just something you have to survive until you get out into the real world and meet your people." And it was. Like mm. drilled into me that trust me, high school is the smallest, most insignificant part of your life, and mm. anyone who thinks that it isn't really peaked too early. Um, mm. There is so much more in the world, mm. and once you get past a certain stage, no one gives a fuck where you went to school. Mm. And if they do ask you, where did you go to school? That is a red flag. Yes, red yes. flag for a person. Off your fuck, absolutely. And then, so you survive that, you head into your 20s, you discover hospitality, among mm -hmm. other things. Mm. Do we have relationships? Do we, what do we do? Um, I think I have some, yes, I do. I have, um, to be honest, some pretty, um, pretty toxic relationships with people in the hospitality industry. I don't really gel with queer people immediately, mm. and I'm in quite heterosexual world in hospitality mm. and within quite a strict heterosexual world that's all about bravado what you get is a lot of men who um have a lot to hide mm. so <laughs> what i shout out <laughs> 151 johnson street the <laughs> above the chocolate shop <laughs> not a euphemism that's <laughs> one one shit queen up there being like, yes, scat play. I've got a glass coffee table. Shit on my chest. Larry Kramer died for nothing. Here we go. I um, <laughs> um so I I kind of uh, fell into that trap that a lot of queer men do, which is fetishizing straight men. Mm. Uh, and really, I for a long period of my life, all the sex that I had was from men who would identify as straight or were using me as an exploration point. And weirdly, because it felt I was working with them or it was um, a sense of them exploring something new, it felt really genuine. Mm. But at the same time, of course, it didn't because afterwards it would dissipate. There would be fear. There would be guilt. Mm. And I also associated their fear and their guilt and kind of absorbed it, it. internalised yeah. it. So for me, my relationships when I was 20 weren't weren't very fulfilling and um, probably um, set me back. Yeah. 
Yeah, for a so long your time. introduction to relationships was not no, good. No. So I'm interested you say that when you meet queer people, you don't immediately connect. What is that about? Um, I do now, but when I grew up, um, I think it's about the internalised homophobia I had. Uh, I was conditioned, mm. you know, from mm. society and also directly from school uh, to feel that being gay was less than. Mm. Um, certainly a few comments from... Excuse me. I was a burp, not a sneeze, <laughs> but I will <laughs> take it, mostly come And... Um, <laughs> it actually... How sad is this? It's butter chicken from Hujabi Curry Cafe on Johnson Street. They do the best Indian food in uh, Collingwood. Um, it's a great in, in an omelette the Shut day out. Are. Okay, so and um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. You set me on, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of um, what's that word? Free speech association Ooh. moment. Free association. Free association. Right. Free association. Free, free the children. To, free um, to bed. Lost. Go wherever the you want. <laughs> free the market. Too far. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to write that down. I'll put that in the show. You get no writing credit. So I I was, um, I think I had just been, I'd internalised a lot of homophobia and um, and also because I had also in, um, internalised a lot of what queer media was, that gay men had to be big and buff and strong. Mm. And whenever like an you, Ian Roberts kind of figure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is like, oh, don't be a fag, and even if you mm. are a fag, you're the wrong type of fag. Mm. You Don't know? be too gay. Yeah, be okay. just gay. Yeah. Fit into this square peg, round hole, no loop. Rocking into Melbourne like this, you'd think that there'd be this community that would go, "Well, you're ours." Nah. Oh, oh nah, yes. Mate. I don't. I look. If I'm honest, I think if I had gone in there with full confidence, it would have been. Mm. Like it, it would have mm. been. But because I was going in there with, you're going to hate me, I'm not enough, that translates into yeah, yeah. you're also fucked. Yes. So then the energy's not there. And I remember like, I remember once I was in a, the exchange. Do anyone remember the exchange? Yes. Twink, <laughs> Twink City. Do I? Twink City and Tabitha Turlington. Who remembers yes. Tabitha Turlington? Tabitha, if you don't know, Tabitha Turlington was um, one of Melbourne's true drag legends. What a cunt. Best... <laughs> Like, the meanest mouth you've ever seen on a queen. Nice, ni like gorgeous off stage, on stage pitbull. Great. Mm. It's what I want. I'm sensing some camaraderie. How dare. And I am a Weimaraner and um, <laughs> sleek but mad. And I, uh, do you ever know um, the por porn star Rogan Richards? So before he was like Rogan Richards. <laughs> Welcome. Right? Welcome. <laughs> just you at home on Pornhub slamming a doorknob back into yourself. Going, yes, I um, it's relatable content. Um, he came up to me and propositioned me, and I remember being too scared to go home with him. Um, and that's something I kick myself now for every day because I could have had my black ba my back blown out because of him, and now I don't get that. Um, yeah, I came with a lot of fear. I think. Yeah, yeah in it um and also what that led to was that i didn't have the best guard as to what were who were the best people to go home with in that time yeah. so i also made some pretty sketchy decisions mm. um took a lot too many drugs mm. um and had a great time doing it i don't <laughs> recommend it though um 
I think this yeah. is one of the things that people don't talk about, particularly with young queer people. If they don't have older people around them, whether it's family, community, yeah. or whatever, there's no, no. one guiding no. you as no. to looking out for red flags, what's a healthy relationship, Correct. when do you know when to break up. It's an interesting thing. You don't want to say the word elder because it's really great to watch the queer community snatch elder away from people of colour once they started <laughs> using it, isn't it? Oh, we'll have that. Thanks. That goes with this outfit. I um, But you do need... you like to. Ha- and we didn't at that at that time, yeah. oh my God, to regard an older person with respect, especially an older queer person, mm. they had less value. They were real mm. pariahs. They were seen as predatory. They were chicken hawking. And I would, mm. you know. Mm. Um, so there's so no one going, little Reuben, look out for this. Oh, no. Look for this. You, nah. sh- you deserve this. No, you she ran this. blind into everything. Yeah. Yeah. Little baby Reuben. Little baby Reuben. And so according to the internet. Great. Um... <laughs> Just quickly, if you Google Ruben K. Partner on the internet. I did. Fu- okay, go on. I did. Hit me. So you are currently dating at least three sportsmen. It's true. Three different sports. I didn't recognise the sports. No. That's not my vibe. But there's three on the go at the moment. Yeah, hit me. Correct? Well, uh, well you tell I me. I don't remember their names, Ruben. They I can tell you. They just look like soccer people. Thank you. Well, they like silk and they make a drama out of nothing. So, yeah, that's <laughs> sounds like them. Are you dating? No, I'm not. Um, available. I'm ava- so available. So available. <laughs> but also sort of fly by... Is that a gesture over there? You're it in was. The, it's it was. not the lights. The lashes are like a homosexual glaucoma. So <laughs> I need to be closer. Uh, this is the lens flare. I... Um, the <laughs> He lifted in his seat. That's all I'm going to say. That is mm, Citizen Kane, favourite film, Rosebud. <laughs> and um, sorry, if you don't, a rosebud if, is, hello, sorry, a rosebud is an asshole that's been fucked so much that it starts to peel back like a rose. Have you seen the end of Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> it's like that. So, um, welcome, mum. Welcome, thank daughter. You. Oh, is this your mum? No. Oh, great. Perfect. No. No, no. Um, Are you mum and daughter? No. Oh, God, how rude. I didn't say, I know know this one. I know this this one. one. Is this a first time experience for you and me? (laughs) God, that was almost too much for the velour trouser. (laughs) It was great. I love it. The Reuben cherry has been Um, popped. Yeah. so, so not dating. I'm not dating. According to the internet, I am mm. um, seeing a lovely acrobat called Mario Espanol. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I saw him as well. He and I did a contract together in Zurich um, where contract. I was performing. I was performing in an erotic circus called Oh La La. Oh. <laughs> there are subtle people, the Swiss. And, um, and he's... Stunning and gorgeous, one of the more beautiful and very talented. And he fell asleep on my shoulder on a bus yeah, ride once. That's so the photo. Yeah, I took a selfie of it and been like, "Day off with Bay," and then hashtagged, <laughs> hashtagged it with boyfriends of Instagram. Hashtag not my real boyfriend. Hashtag work every pe- worth every penny. Right, and now he is my boyfriend <laughs> on the internet he is. forever. I am also, according to the internet, five eight. Oh no, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay, I won't, bust, that. I won't bust it. He, yeah, he, yeah. Keep on going. Don't preempt. So, sure. would you, would you like a relationship, uh, or are you happily single? 
I don't want a relationship. I would like the right relationship. Oh, bless. Yeah. What does that it's, look like? Tell me. Um, Paint us a picture. Yeah. <laughs> In my perfect relationship, I am not on public transport. <laughs> Do we have an age range? Do we have a physical type? Do we have a... What are our um, criteria? Look, anyone who no, anyone who knows um, who who knows me, I don't have um, I don't have an aesthetic type because yeah. I think there are very there are many different archetypes of aesthetic, and within within each one of those, there are you know people you're attracted to and people mm. you're not so attracted mm. to. Um, I don't really. I would like someone with all of their teeth, but I don't want them <laughs> in intrusive places. Uh, <laughs> Who could compete with those two? No, but well, I mean, thank really. you. Yeah, I don't want to say my plastic surgeon is busy, but she's got a forklift license. <laughs> um, you get away with a lot, you know, because you go da 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 da, cunt, Jesus. Do you know what? There's and a everyone big, forgets. Yeah, yeah. It's never. I do believe in my comedy because I do deal with a lot of uh, confronting things. Um, it's never. It's never the joke. It's the three seconds before and the three seconds after. Yeah. It's the lightness with which you touch down. Because if you touch down with something incredibly heavy and you let it sit, the intention changes and the care with which you cradle the audience in it changes, right? Mm. Uh, so you have to pick those moments very carefully. Mm. But if you're just wanting to... No, no, no. And then you just pull back, pull back, pull back, pull back. The audience knows that it's said with love and it's a jab, not yes. a... It's like it's a pinprick, not, a, not an uppercut. And intention does matter. Intention absolutely Intention matters, matter. and yeah. rhythm, rhythm, timing, tone of voice all convey that intention mm. along with words. That's part mm. of like the nuance of comedy that sometimes gets missed. And the atmosphere that you create. I mean, I came to your show this year. I will say, even though I know we have comedian friends in the audience, it is by far the best show I've seen in many, many years. Thank you. Many, many years. I... I literally cried. I do not cry in shows. I cried because, and we shall not dwell on it, but you'd been through some shit. And I thought in that option, when you are being attacked, when there is Nazis, when there is homophobia, when there is hate, you have two options. One is to retreat and be safe. And the other is to go full fucking Reuben K throttle, balls to the wall, <laughs> down your throat. And you did the latter and it made me cry because it was so brave. I just think um, everyone in that audience had some inkling of what was going on. Mm. I very rare to find someone in that audience who didn't, didn't have some level of understanding. So, And for people who were coming to me for a first time as well, they might have only seen... A TikTok, right? Yes. And just on a TikTok, the actual appearance is of me as a provocateur who'll say anything for attention, right? And that's not a very safe space to go to a mm. show in. Um, in fact, that is, uh, I could argue, uh, some of the worst traits of comedy that's coming through, right? So I wanted to make sure that everyone who came in knew that it was a safe space and kind of by doing that I could also ensure for me that it was a safe yeah. space. And that's how well. it felt. It felt like a cuddle. Yeah. Well, in Adelaide, we weren't in the luxurious confines of the arts centre, this sort of very secure uh, Fort Knox of mm. um, artistic merit, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> You're picking up on something. You're very quick. Um, in Adelaide, we were in a tent, right? It was mm. access from all different areas. Mm. Um, and we had to have security there. Mm. And so it was, it was quite challenging and quite confronting every mm. night to be welcoming people in mm. and know that not every area was secure. So, yeah. Because yeah. also we had had at the very first week, we had protesters. And in the last week, we had someone sneak into the venue um, and people had to be ejected throughout the season because the security would clock them. Be like, eh, are you gonna? Mm -hmm. And then one guy on the last night snuck in and pulled out, like, luckily, a sign, um, just a sign saying, "Ruben Camus apologised to my God." Which <laughs> here's the thing: <laughs> if you believe he is your God, then you have the fortitude, the expansiveness of that belief to understand that that God also must be my God and therefore my relationship with that God is my relationship as well. Mm. That is sacrosanct as much as your relationship with that God is sacrosanct. If that is your belief. However, mm. if you just want to cloak your homophobia mm. in, in the cloth, mm. then, you know, go for it. Uh, but what actually happened was my audience started to boo him. Yes. He realised quite quickly that he was outnumbered. Yes. And my security guard, to his credit, stood in front of him and said to my crowd, hang on, let's not do that. And my crowd went, yeah, fair enough. And then this lovely protester kind of went, oh, it's all quite reasonable yeah. <laughs> and we all just got on with it yeah and i said well look we don't we're sold out but we can add an extra chair it's a tent there's not you can have a seat and watch the show if you'd like yeah um, yeah and he stayed no <laughs> no ran but you had the upper hand often do yes indeed <laughs> No, Speaking of, let's take you back to your perfect relationship. Please, yes, sorry, sorry, we're just tangent. Um, my perfect relationship. Well, not perfect, but one that you would the, be the, okay. So, my, I, it's I often define what I would like in terms of what others can tolerate, not in <laughs> not in terms of what I want, because I find it actually quite difficult to look at what I want yeah. and state that. Yeah. Because often, what I really think of is. I spend so much time on the road. So much yes, of my life is yes. dedicated to this. Which who I can find. handle that? So who can handle yeah, that? Who yeah. deserves that yeah. to be left on their own for that long? Someone yeah. severely independent. How about a pilot? <laughs> sure. Yay? Yeah, good life insurance. Yeah. I want. <laughs> it's great. Cheap do air you, travel. You say, do you think you're sapiosexual? You have the, do you have to have that mental and emotional connection? Like it's not, there's not a type where you go, I want this. Okay, for a relationship, yeah, but yeah. for fucking, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Thick as two short planks. I yeah. don't care how big it is. I want, like. Um, but also the fact of the matter is, often when I come home from tour, it's not that I'm able to be an active member of a relationship. Yeah. I'm yeah. sort of going back to zero and what I'd really like is a, a vat of nutrients yes. to like soak in. Yes. Um, I'm seeing a social worker. Sure. Yeah. Why? Because they can double up? They don't yeah. want to work <laughs> at home. No, but they do. They <laughs> but they do. Shout out to the social yeah, workers. Great. Yeah, Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm sold. Yeah. Um, you need a I? nurturer. Yeah, I definitely need a you nurturer. Need nurture. I definitely need a nurturer yeah. is what I need. Um, I love to look after a person. I love to yeah. cook for people. I love nurturing someone. But when I 
I come back from tour or when I'm on days off, it's a very, um, I'm, a, I'm a sack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Zach, I don't yeah. know how else to put it. Because you're giving it's... a lot out this way. Even though we joke about, oh, we're only yeah. doing an hour a day. You're giving a lot out. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not, it's, and... it's not an hour a day because, no. you know, you greet people in at the door Um that's 15 minutes. And uh, <laughs> how dare you? And um, working four you to do four the 15, show. what a way to make a living. And then I, I lo- the meet and greet afterwards, <laughs> I don't know if have you've have you been to the show. Um, I spend a lot of time after the shows you do. doing, it's important to me because yeah. the shows deal with a lot of topics. And I think there is a duty of care yeah. when you do that as a yeah. performer no, I agree. to allow people to A, see the personal side of you if they have taken the wrong image away mm-hmm. and a lot of the people who come to my show come and share their own stories um and that's really it's not just rewarding for me but i think it's part of the exchange yes that it makes is sense and i yeah. think that's a really the connection part of it yeah especially if you're going to do the kind of work that you do well i do it it's not just shits and giggles no it's connection yeah, and I also do a lot of um, – I work in this show in particular, but also in the other ones, I spend a lot of time in the audience um, as sort of an extended trust fall, if that makes yes. sense. Uh, and that's for very many intimate. different reasons. It's very intimate. And yeah. the audience needs to understand that I I am putting as much trust in them as they are in yes. me, and we yes. are both as vulnerable as and as protected yes. as we can be in that moment. And that's where these beautiful moments happen. Yeah. Um, that you can't write. Yeah. If anyone who came to the show more than once, yeah. good on you. Um, yeah. We'll see. Like you definitely did. I remember. Like every night, the audience interactions had their own special, unique character, and there were different yeah. moments. One time, there was this this, this guy who was just a, a snorter. <laughs> <laughs> he just was like he didn't laugh. He just went. <laughs> 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 And I, I was like, that can't be your laugh. That, yeah. And everyone laughed. And I just sat there for five minutes and going, is this? Yeah. And it, I mean, look, we ran over time, got fined, but fuck it. It was comedy gold. Yeah. And also it was sort of like this beautiful human being moment. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I love that stuff oh, as well. I've never expected to go into a show and be sitting there thinking, why didn't he kiss me? If you went, it's always you know. today. Now I have got a little quiz Hit that me. is for you and I. Because the show is about us. Oh, yes, All I right? see. So the questions are literally about us. No. I'll just call my agent. All right. Are you ready? Yes. 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 Which lesbian icon once mm-hmm. touched me on the shoulder at a concert? This is multiple choice. Okay. Was it A, Melissa Etheridge? <laughs> Was it B, Katie Lang? C, Virginia Gay? Or D, Amanda Vanstone? Let me explain. <laughs> A, that was for Reuben. B, 
But B, while I am left of the now, she's fucking funny. And I'd give it a go. Right? So which one? No, get it. Um, okay, I... If it was at a concert, what concert would Amanda Vanstone be at? Um, that's an We're talking thing. 1990s Perth, if that helps. Katie Lang. Close. Oh, it was Melissa Etheridge? Of course it, yeah, was, it was Melissa. I thought it was a trick question. I of thought it was course, a trick question. Of course it was. Do you know who I thought was going to be on that list? Yeah. Leah Delaria. Oh, I love Leah Delaria. Yeah. But, you know, you don't shit where you eat. <laughs> you know? I mean, you haven't been to Berlin. Wow. Sing it, sister. Am I right? <laughs> Two scoops, please. I, All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't want sprinkles on mine. <laughs> the British theatre guide described you, Reuben Kay, <laughs> as the evil love child of Liza Minnelli and whom? Uh, uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Let me let me clarify something I need to clear up in my professional life. That review was not for one of my cabaret shows. That review was for me as King Rat in a children's panto. Oh, that makes it even the, better. In Oxford, at the Oxford Theatre... Um, which is the theatre that's of Ian McKellen and Judy Dench have played at, and now I am <laughs> in that pantheon. Yeah, and I was King Rat for Dick Whittington, and I was in um, like full whiskers, and I had little gold fingernails, and my song was Goldfinger, <laughs> and, and, and I wanted to say lines to Dick, like, "Oh, Dick, don't be so cheesy." <laughs> or we do like a duet, and I go, "Huh." Dick, you've gone all limp. <laughs> so it was um, the role I was born to play. Um, so, well, I thought I would not have described you thus, but once I read it, I went, i buy that. I'll pay it. I will pay it. All right. So 1996. Yep. I did my honours thesis. Mm, in what? On which film? In Queer Theory. 1996. How old were you in 1996, Ruben? I was a fetus and shut the <laughs> fuck up anyway. <laughs> dares to say different. Um, oh, God, 1996, I was 12. All right. Let's, let's take, no, let's hark, hark back. I was getting a first class honours. In you what? Um, what? A queer film in 1990s. 1990s. Do you know what? I, oh, was it Priscilla? Of course yeah, it, was. it was. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes, indeed. A good film to get on, is it? Oh, well, I did, I did all right. I did all right. According to the website Wealthy Peeps, Reuben K travels the world promoting what? Tolerance? No. Oh, Amel Puppers. <laughs> <laughs> What's French for leather cleaner? I am... Um, <laughs> Love de queer. Uh, ironically, it actually is. Queer is the French word for leather. Do you leather. know the answer to no, this? No, I do not, but I'm loving riffing. Apparently, you travel the world promoting bisexuality. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they had um, your occupation as. Travelling the world, promoting bisexuality. They also put your height at, and I quote, more than seven foot. No. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, fuck, that's tickled me. Uh, One of them said 5'8 and said multiple grants yeah. are winning. Yes. And I was like, that's fabulous. Yes. Um, promoting bisexuality sounds like a very long way of saying recruitment. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. But you know, actually, granted. I'll tell you this. Um, speaking on traveling the world, rec- um, promoting bisexuality, I was in a pansexual four way in Zurich. Um, <laughs> different contract, ironically. The cast of Cirque du Soleil were in, and it was me, it was me and three, four acrobats, five some. Um, there was a friend of mine, a female friend, who was sort of, she was the lucky Pierre in the Eiffel Tower. Everyone understand this? That's the load-bearing strut in the middle, right? So there's a gentleman here, she's bent over, she's sucking him, he's fucking her, I'm fucking him. Um, Liberté, égalité, fraternité, right? <laughs> and, and we're all kind of climaxing. And as she climaxes, we're in a very small hotel room and we're all on tour. So everyone's like, stuff is everywhere. As she climaxes, no, she, she squirts <laughs> into my luggage. <laughs> and she goes, oh, sorry, Ruby. <laughs> And the next day was a travel day. <laughs> <laughs> so However, the lining I, yeah. of my duffel bag has never been more supple. <laughs> I assume we're past your concerns about four o'clock. About this time. Well, it's no longer yeah, four o'clock. Correct, correct. <laughs> now, according to, this is my favourite, according to celebnow.com, it lists your religion as something, your favourite sport as something, and your weight. Oh, yeah, great. So your religion is? Um, um, it's wrong. It's wrong. What? It's wrong. No, I believe it's wrong. Yeah. What would it? <laughs> uh, Episcopalian. <laughs> Says religion, Christian. Favourite sport, football. Well, you for the slow motion replay. You weigh 67 kilos. I love this person. And you are five foot seven. They deserve to die in a fire. <laughs> And according to some sources, you are gay. Some sources. <laughs> yeah, Heinz, <laughs> Coleman's. So is that quite accurate, the internet? Do you know what? The art of journalism is alive and well. <laughs> well, I was, I, was raised, I was raised Jewish. Yes. I was raised in a Jewish household and my dad and my mum kind of... Mum's even not very, like, religious... Um, so it seems like a long-term commitment with very few dividends. But <laughs> it's a lot of work. And even in Judaism. And the, um, I was given the choice. I was like, you just go until bar mitzvah. You do your bar mitzvah and then you make your own decision. Um, and I remember saying to the rabbi, excuse me, after my bar mitzvah. Butter chicken. Yeah. And palak, palak paneer <laughs> as well. Need your veggies. I, um and it truly is that it's even delicious coming back up. Like, yeah. even now, I'm like, it's real good. Pucker up. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, lo- I love, no. I live. And <laughs> I die. And um, what were you talking about? What were you talking <laughs> no, about? No, what was that? I was, I was, I was just distracting I think you myself. Was, you were describing that you were Jewish. Jewish, Judith. Yeah, I said yeah. to my rabbi. Yes. I said to my rabbi, I said, look, I just don't <laughs> think this religion thing is for me. Um and I, so I remember distinctly, his name is Michael Torrop, and it's Reformed Judaism, by the way, which is sort of optional Judaism. 
Is it Judaism light? Yeah, barely even. Right. It's like when, uniting when you spray it in the air and walk through it. Right. Like right, that's right, how right. light this Judaism is. And is it just the good bits or? Oh, no, there's still a lot of prayers, which right. really, again, feel like whining. And yeah. <laughs> like, get over it. And um, he's not going to call. This is what it feels like. You're talking to someone in a bad relationship. He's just not that into you. Yeah. It feels like religion. And I said to him, I'm not going to. I don't feel like religion's for me. And he said this thing. He said, look, I totally respect that. Shocking. And then he said, all you have to do if you go out into the world is treat others as you want to be treated. And if you do that, you're a good Jew. And to be honest, I think that is the most wonderful way to express Mm. anything. Mm. Because to be quite frank, all the good things that religion says it gives you can be found elsewhere. It doesn't have a USP for me. For me, at least. And I respect anyone else's views to the contrary. I think but they're on board. Yeah, yeah. fine, fine, I fine. But there's, this is out into the world. Um, and all voices are valid. And... Um, <laughs> oh, bullshit. <laughs> there's two sides to every story. One of them's wrong. Exactly. And I, uh, but I love that. I love that. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of really did take that through yeah. with me yeah. as a wonderful tenet. Be kind. Yeah. Doesn't cost you much. Yeah, do all that stuff. My mum also has a great thing. If you don't have anything nice to say, come and sit by me. Yeah. (laughs) Your mum sounds fabulous. She's fucking great. (laughs) Speaking of, we have a segment in the uh, podcast every week because of being a middle-aged lady. I love a meme. I love a meme. Mad for a fucking meme. I love a gif. Yep. But I can't gif you. No, I... But I can meme you. Are you ready? Oh, meme me up, Daddy. All right. I think... Oh, meme me up, Scotty. I've been prepping you. I've been prepping you for this. I'm on it so much, babe. I've got a backlog in my bloodstream. Two of those? Yep. You've had your skinny bitch. Right. This meme from Facebook, from the book of face, says families that have suffered trauma and abuse will perpetuate its legacy until someone in the family is ready to feel it. Shout out to those doing the work for everyone. Now, I'm going to say, Ruben, some people have gaydar. I have intergenerational trauma gaydar. (laughs) And I sense this person might be you. Yeah. (laughs) A Jewish homosexual in comedy. (laughs) You're a regular Sherlock. (laughs) Get fucked. Welcome to Dear Reuben. On my chair today is... Uh... I see what you're doing, Reuben. We've gone to a place that's difficult and you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the dry ice. Go for it. And I guess it. what? Yeah, hit me. I'm going to stay here. Yeah, hit me, hit me, hit me. So what spoke to me in this is that idea of intergenerational trauma, which we talk about frequently but never properly... Mm. It strikes me that there comes a point in a generation where someone has to have the fucking balls to feel it, to feel it, to resolve it, to name it. Mm. And what the reason your show made me cry is because I think that's you. Oh, that's nice of you. I think I have, um, look, it's very easy to say, very easy to like draw the line, right? Um, Jewish comedian. Russian-German parents, what a mix. 
Um, <laughs> there's Polish breasts in there somewhere. Yep, there's Pol- Russian, Pol- Russian Polish on one side, German on the other. Um, it was a clear border. <laughs> the, the wall went up a bit late, <laughs> if I say that, uh, and came down too early. Um, <laughs> uh, so I have a, a mum who is German, uh, whose family um, was sent, moved, to, escaped to London from Berlin during the Holocaust, and was put in an internment camp in London, and then was sent to Australia on the Denira ships. And the Denira ships were where all the German refugees and prisoners of war and people who were under in, under suspicion of being um, Nazi collaborators. Like it's a, a big mix of villains. So like, not our problem, send it to Australia, right? And the Denier, please die quietly. Uh, it's <laughs> just trauma. And, um, and, um, you are and such a cunt. The Denier, you really are. <laughs> 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 Do I'm actually on. going through something quite deep here, um, <laughs> as the actress said to the bishop. Say, yeah, right. Not the first time you've seen uh, that. And, um, <laughs> and the Denira ships, as far as I understand it, someone can correct me in the audience, there were two ships, and one of them was sunk by Japanese torpedoes, and the other had my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they landed in Australia, they spent the war in Australia, unable to get... My grandfather and my grandmother had got... My grandma got a visa. My grandfather got sent through this extracted period. Um, and they spent the war in Australia. My grandfather served in the army here. And then when the war was over, they also... We have the correspondence of them trying to get their parents, my great-grandparents, mm. out. And the failed... what that The failure of that, obviously. Mm. Um, and my family being exterminated. They then, when the war was over, communism was being rebuilt in Germany, took hold in Germany, and my grandparents, who were staunch communists, I sort of grew up singing the Internationale with my mum, they went back to Germany to rebuild communism. They are the only people dumb enough to defect to East Berlin. Oh, wow. Uh, And you know how that worked out. Mm. So my mum was born in London on their way back to East Berlin and they my grandfather ended up becoming a plenipotentiary which is a diplomat mm. for um, in the GDR uh, president of the East African Asian Friendship Association and his job because Western Germany to my understanding correct me if I'm wrong had said no one can trade with East Germany uh, if you do we'll cut ties and his job was to convince developing nations trade with East Germany at whatever cost so we have audio tapes of him saying I'll make this person disappear I will run arms into Angola I will Mm. do this my grandmother was a state sanctioned fashion designer in the GDR she had a child a son after my mum she was not deemed fit to look after him he was placed in an orphanage they visited him every year on his birthday, as far as I can tell, um, when he was... And then my grandmother had to make the decision. The marriage was failing. She said, I've got to make a decision. I've got to get out. I will take one child, both children, or none. We have oh. the paperwork to show that she was trying to decide what this was and investigating the cost of, oh. of those decisions. She took my mum, oh. left, just before the war went up, and my left my grandfather and her son in the orphanage came to Australia. She was a couturier in Collins Street Mm. up there. Uh, We still have some of her dresses. Mm. I grew up, I think my first drag 
was wearing some of those evening gowns, mm. which is a really beautiful yeah, thing, but also beautiful. very heavy. Yeah. Not like heavy, like yeah, the cloth was heavy, but yes, heavy, the cloth was heavy, yeah. but like... Emotionally. Um, emotionally, because my mum was then placed immediately into foster care here. My grandmother mm. was what was then called bipolar um, and many different suicide attempts by my grandmother. Uh, and eventually at age 18, my mum came down. So when she was returned to her care to find my grandmother with her head in the oven, dead. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, if it's mm. rough. And, but all, the th all of the holes in the room were plugged up, all the windows. So she didn't care if she took my mother with her. Mm. So, um, so yeah, my mum specifically has very rough mm. experiences, mm. Uh, very traumatic experiences of that. My that's, and then she, um, my uncle, uh, ended up when he was released from the orphanage, became a clown and a musical mm. comedian in East Berlin, didn't speak any English, tried to trade his trumpet for an American GI's uniform, succeeded, and tried to walk through Checkpoint Charlie. Wow. He went to prison. Um, oh. In prison, he, um, he was incorporated, as far as I can tell, into a gang, and when he was released, he ended up being a getaway driver for bank robbers. Robbed about wow. two banks, not very well. I don't know if you can tell, but robbing banks in East Berlin, not that lucrative. No. <laughs> uh, and, and he killed himself in a bank heist. Oh, wow. Gone wrong. Uh, but we inherited his harmonica collection, his um, roller skates, and this his banjo, and this amazing set of hundreds of keys in mm. all different shapes and sizes, mm. safety deposit box keys, door keys, a key that is in a lock that needs to go into the specific door, and they all have plastic picture postcards of different cities, mm. which is of this amazing, I don't know, fantasy treasure hunt mm. that I might go on one day. Um, uh, and on my dad's side, this is an amazing thing to be talking about in this podcast, uh, on my dad's side, my grandmother and my grandfather met in a Russian labor camp building railroads for Stalin, and my grandmother was like this six-foot-tall, big-breasted Amazon of a woman. And my grandfather was a nudnik. He was just a short, <laughs> little, <laughs> like, schlemiel of a Jew. And <laughs> my grandmother's mates went. She was in the canteen working as the waitress, and he was the quartermaster in charge of all the food. And all her friends went, if you want a man who, with, who makes soup, you can stick your spoon up in marry that man so she walks up to him and goes marry me <laughs> yeah. and she he goes i don't know you and she says fine look at me look at you <laughs> and he goes i'll marry you <laughs> and if you married in the labor camp you got larger sleeping quarters mm. right so that was the incentive and they got mm. married and then they um and she tells this great story of being she's from uh, kamchatka this dirt poor russian town and she off in the peninsula on far east and she was like, I had this tea, I had to wait for my sister to come home so I could have her her shoes to walk to the afternoon classes after she came back from morning classes. And we, there was a teacher there trying to teach us French. And I was like, when am I ever going to learn French? Fuck you. I'm a peasant in Russia. I will never need this. At the end of the war, Stalin says, anyone who's not Russian, get the fuck out. They go to Warsaw. Warsaw is a, excuse me, a frontier town. There's stories of a rabbi going around just shooting collaborators. Um, mm. It's... It's horrific, rampant anti-Semitism. My grandfather has to protect um, a synagogue from being burnt down where a lot of Jews who've been liberated are sleeping. 
Um, so they decide to get out. So they move to Paris. And she's now a washerwoman in Paris. <laughs> like, should have fucking listened. Speaking French. Well, not speaking French. Not speaking French. Just doing French seams and dry cleaning. And... Then they moved to Australia somehow and they operated a deli because sometimes cliches work. Yes, um, yes. And in that, like this sounds like a joke but I sincerely don't mean it as one. In that context of that family, yeah, you're not weird. No, I am normalcy. Yes. I, in under, it's, yes. It's, it's, I, it's interesting. I, I just grew up with a lot of very strong, very strong personalities yeah. uh, and f- Personalities with a lot of perspective. This this is rough, but once I didn't want to eat all the food on my plate at a high holiday thing with my grandmother and my auntie Polo, right? Who we didn't like, but she was one of the only relatives we had, so we fucking went. And <laughs> she couldn't cook, right? She could not cook. She had a way of using an oven that is, to put it bluntly, c- culturally triggering. And <laughs> I didn't want to eat the food, and she literally said to me, I didn't live through Auschwitz, so you could leave food on your plate. <laughs> Right? <laughs> this is again why, like, socializing with other teens is very difficult. Yes. When you come from a family that yes. pushes its trauma to the front, makes yeah. fun of it, is very dark about it, and then you, and you grow up watching Jewish comedians, yeah. like Jackie Mason, who has a very antiquated but classic comedic delivery, watches stuff. It's brilliant. You might not get any of the jokes, but you know it's funny. Mm. Um, it's not three guys walking to a bar. No. It's not knock knock. No, but it's fucking great. Yeah. And then you get and I grew up first film I ever saw was the Marx Brothers yeah. uh, Night at the Opera. And if you've ever go, watch it. That's your fucking homework. Um and then imagine me walking into primary school being like, and one duck egg. <laughs> like, I could go on like I could go on like this all night, but it's tough on my suspenders. Why? Like why is there a nineteen thirties vaudevillian here in um, but this is why you say to weird kids, right? This is why you say, wait. Because there's a point at which that exact thing... Weird kids aren't weird. They are ahead of their time. Correct. <laughs> Correct. They're ahead of the curve. That's right. Because weird kids have, have done the reading. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone else is like playing catch-up in yeah. class. Going, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and they're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm done with that. On yeah. we go. And learnt the steps. Yeah. Now, we always finish the podcast with two things. We, what finishing? I know, darling, I no, know. No, let's stay. What have they got here? Com- comedy? Yes, we'll be downstairs. All right, so two things. One is, you know that TikTok thing? I'm not under the TikTok. Sure. But you know the TikTok thing? He's Which a one? I've butt. had so many. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's a 10 butt or they're a 10 butt. Or oh, yeah, butt. yeah, yeah, great. So what's your dating deal bracket, preferably superficial, that you're on a date and you go, no, I'm fucking out. I'm out. If they use the words love and light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you do a live, laugh, love? Uh, no, I'm doing a lot of those things already, <laughs> yeah. so I don't need to <laughs> eat, love, pray, <laughs> look, digest, shit. I don't want, like, <laughs> I don't need three verbs to encapsulate who you are as a person, you fucking idiot. Who's like, Read a think, book. Think of, like, the hottest person you could go on a date with. What, are we, what genre are we in? Oh. Are we like the Look, rock? I'll, I'll, are we? Do you know, as as a as a long boy, um, sort of a rescue greyhound, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very rare for me to be able to be a, a small spoon. Yeah. 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 So actually, someone who has the ability to to cradle or to hold, yes, would be really lovely. Yes. And so, if they said, 
Love and Light. <laughs> I just are you breaking just, out of I the just, spoon I'll or? Oh well, he's seven foot and got a big dick. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's Less fine. Less with the talking. Yeah. Less with the talking. Look, there's a way to make people stop talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it motivates them for silence. Indeed. Now we're going to finish on our rapid fire round. Are you ready? Hit you me. only get one choice. Shh, sh- hit me. All right, one choice. First, Wham versus Culture Club. Wham. Ooh, that surprised me. Yeah? No? Okay, wham. I can't with a song called Do You Really Want to Hurt Me. I can't. I can't. It's too much. It's too much. Also, make a decision. Bold lip or bold eye. It's fine. (laughs) Is anyone watching watching the traders? The UK traders? So I, I, this is how I know gay integration, <laughs> queer integration has gone too far. I was at a dinner in the UK with a, like, the most lovely straight man. Not his fault. He's, he's, he's lovely relationship, got a wife, got a kid, very straight, very secure in his sexuality. And then he said to me, I can't get on board with Claudia Winkleman. I've never been a fan of a nude lip. And I'm like, we've gone too far. Oh, too far. Have you seen the Kardashians? All right. <laughs> Twink v. Bear. Bear. Hundred percent. Hello, hello. We love a we I love a bear. I love a fucking bear. Yeah. Seventies bush or crack back and sack wax. Bush, and I'll tell you why. Full bush. I'll tell you why. You, I don't care what you have as long as you're happy with it. If you are naturally hairless, fucking great. Reduces drag in the water, and I bring enough. <laughs> If you have if you have bush, that is yours, and you rock it. The confidence is the sexy part, not the detail. Yes. But if you are someone who has deliberately gotten rid of everything, it says to me that you aren't happy with it. And often, I'm sorry, I'm a sensitive lass. Stubble <laughs> is not a turn on. No, I don't want to get pash rash from a rim job. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm dealing with enough risk. <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> You've got enough hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming your way. Um, tickle of perineum or ball sack? Ball sack. Knew it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Smith Street v Oxford Street. Smith. Oh, Smith. you traitor. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean, traitor? Oxford Street, Mardi Gras. In Sydney? Yeah. Yes, but it's in Sydney. Mate, if oh they God. could... If they could move Oxford Street to Smith Street, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't get good heroin on Oxford Street. <laughs> Tuck v. Tape. Tuck v. Tape. Mm. Tuck versus tape? Yeah. You can't tuck without tape. Yeah. <laughs> or are, you t- are you talking about balls? I got this. And penises? <laughs> yeah, you. I went to the Drag Race Reddit. That's Do you know what? what? Suddenly, traitor feels really <laughs> like correct, really doesn't hurt. it? This is my favourite one. Okay. Anthony Kalia hmm. v. Tim Campbell. Oh, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Um, can I vote to be the lucky Pierre? Yeah. Yes, you can. Great. I'll be yeah. on an incline, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah, no, I'll grab that's yes. great. <laughs> You're a human ladder. Okay. Gives um, a new, t- new term to the term ladder puller. Yeah. 
N O B V S O S, north of Belvis, south of separation. Have I just. Have I, is that a new addendum to the LGBTQIA it plus is. Scrabble board? Yeah, are you N-A-B- northern L- queer? LGBTQIA plus NAB. Thank you. Are you suburban northern queer or are you south of separation? You've got to be in a city. Oh, I'm a child of divorce. I um, Both. <laughs> both. No, well, I, here's a big thing. I don't drive. Um, my When I asked to get my license, my mum was quite an anxious person, said, well, when you drive, Ruben, you're in control of a loaded gun. Oh. She's not Thanks, wrong. Mom. Thanks, mum. Yep. The sort, oh, not for me. So I don't yeah. drive. Yeah. So wherever I need to be, I need to be quite central. Central. Yeah, because I don't want to yeah. have to learn a new skill. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be done. fed my own experience back yes. to me. Yes. <laughs> That's your generation, darling. Yeah. <laughs> I am oh. like a pate goose of approval. Yeah. And I BYO funnel. So you're SOS. Sure. For sure. Yeah. And last but not least, no, actually I'll give you two. One, the Peel or Wet on Wellington? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have had... Amazing times at the Peel. However, at Wet on Wellington, you at Wet on Wellington, you get to be a part of history because where else can you see the tiles that Molly Meldrum got a concussion from? <laughs> <laughs> that should be framed. <laughs> should be framed. Okay, and last but not least, the pen or the sword. So, mm. oh, this one you might not about. know this, right? As a child, uh, when my mother was trying to go, what will we do with him? Yeah. Um, I was the Victorian Royal Institute of Fencing, under 13s, gold medalist. Hey! Wow. And I'll tell you this right now. The sword is much mightier than the pen. Yeah. Um, and camper. Yes, I can see. Yeah, this. I had the lunge. I was yes. in already. That right leg the had outfit. no hamstring. I loved it. Yeah. And there's a bounce of the sword. The epee has that. Yeah. Boing, 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 that's like it should yes. be done by Acme. It needed road. It gave. It gave roadrunner energy. Yeah. So sometimes you got to throw a punch. Yeah. Well, you know. Ish. 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 I Is gotcha. that? We'll move on. So yes, we'll move on sadly to the end. No, I don't want it to. It's actually been so much more fun so than I thought. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I assume that means you'll come back. I'd love to come would back. You? <laughs> Indeed. Can you please join me in thanking the superstar of camp cabaret comedy, the wonderful Ruben K. <laughs> You beautiful, beautiful human. And in a very, 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 very special twist, the fabulous Casey Bonetto is going to sing us Dear out. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yeah, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly, I'm eager to hear your point of view. Dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk it through.
fabulous guest in Nelly. Won't you tell me what you think I should do? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to ACAST and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.